You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slap Dick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance. What up? What up? On my YouTube. Fan, shout out, man. I appreciate you guys being a member and a subscriber. Listen, I know if you guys watched my little day in the life video we made, um, we'll be doing one every week. So we're going to do one this week, too, getting some traction on that shit. So go subscribe. All you guys that watched the show and watched um, the day of my life little vlog, become a member and subscribe. Um, a lot of you guys watched it but didn't subscribe. Please subscribe to the show, um, to the channel. Title of this show, man, is going to be called Bad Words. Um, and I'm going to get into why I'm calling it bad words here in a second. But quote of the day, man, get you guys started. We're on the West Coast. It's 9 o'clock in the morning, 9.15. You know what I mean? Uh, quote of the day for everybody uh, on the East Coast, West Coast, wherever you may be. Don't let the boulder in front of you on the road make your ass turn around. Don't let the boulder on the road in front of you make you turn around. Hey, man, there's going to be a lot of fucking obstacles and uh and shit in front of you, man, to, 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 to deter you. And, uh, hey, this life ain't for the weak, brother. You got to be strong-willed and figure out a way. Turn over rocks, like I always say. Turn over fucking rocks and uh, don't let a boulder in front of you on the road make you turn around. Bad Words is the title. This show is uh, brought to you by Bet Online. Um, pay the bills. BetOnline.ag. All right, the wait is finally over. As you know, football's back. Weekends are better than ever um, during this pandemic. You might not be at the game, but you can still be on the show um, and in the action at betonline.ag. Look, I've been using it all weekend, man. I lost my ass, just to be honest. I can beat the best better in the world, Brandon Lang, 2-0, and but I can't fucking beat BetOnline, so go figure. So, Anyways, Bet Online has some great parlays. They got a. I'm gonna bet again tonight. Um, hey, scared money don't make money. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is only and there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Head to BetOnline.ag today and get advan- take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Chiefs-Ravens tonight. Go to BetOnline.ag. Check it out. Check the line out. You might want to get one of them uh, BetOnline bets in. If they pay, I'll tell you that, though. If you do hit, they're going to fuck. They pay. Shit. I got a, I was in an eight-game parlay yesterday at $25, paid $9,400 for an eight-game parlay. Just imagine that. $25, bucks, you win $9,500. BetOnline.ag. Go check it out. Bad Words is the title of this show, like I said. Um, and, uh, you know, fix my mic. Um, and I'm going to get into why it's called Bad Words here in a minute, but... Get into some hot topics. What the fuck happened with Joe Montana yesterday or Saturday? Malibu, California, one of the most prominent, affluent fucking neighborhoods in California. And fucking Joe Montana's house gets ran up in by a female and she snatches a baby out of another female's hands who they won't say who it is. And... Go figure. I want to know who the female that the female took the baby from. Because it ain't the wife. And it wasn't Joe Montana. So there's always two sides to the story. And there's always more to it. I'm curious when this fucking story comes out. Yeah, man. Joe Montana's at the house with his wife in Malibu. The door's unlocked. Another female's in their house apparently carrying the baby which is Joe Montana's granddaughter. A female runs in, snatches the baby from this unknown female in the house, runs around this motherfucking house, 
Joe and his wife finally get the baby from this female. She runs out the house. Cops were in the neighborhood anyway because it's fucking Malibu. And uh, they caught the girl. Shit sounds crazy as fuck to me. I think Joe Montana had a side piece walk in. She must have been attached to the baby some way. She walked in and saw the other side piece, took the baby from her, and tried to snatch her ass to hold Joe accountable for some cheese. I don't know. Who knows? I'm just from the hood. That's just what I think. But it is what it is. Let's get into this debate. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league right now. Let's make no mistakes about it. Aaron Rodgers is the second best right now. Let's make no mistakes about it. Mahomes is third best right now. Let's make no mistakes about it. Mahomes got paid buku cheese and is underperforming right now. Let's just be real. He has the most talented skill set wide receiver crew in football. There's no excuses. Let's just keep it honest. If you took that wideout crew and tied in to Seattle, what the fuck does Russell Wilson do? What does Aaron Rodgers do if he gets that crew in Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers is motivated. I'm just going to be honest with you. Aaron Rodgers is motivated because they signed a cue. They didn't give him fucking. They pulled up two receivers yesterday off the practice squad. To play against the Saints, just so everyone knows. To me, that's the biggest slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers. But it is what it is. And uh, you know what? Hey, man, he keeps smiling. You know why? Because he's a Juco cat. He's a Juco product. And our skin has been toughened through the thick, the thin. And we've been drugged through the mud. And this ain't shit to Aaron Rodgers. He had no Devontae Adams, two practice squad receivers last night. Tell me what Mahomes does in that scenario against the Ravens. Come on, man. The Saints aren't, weren't supposed to be a slouch. I told you they had issues um, uh, that were bigger than on the field, and it's showing. I think they're going to implode, just like me and Brandon Lang said the other day on the show on Friday. I think Russell Wilson's clearly the best. 14 touchdowns in three weeks. Broke the National Football League record. Um, broke Mahomes' record with a much less. Just so you know, the fucking Juco slapdick. He did, he's not Juco, but the Juco acting slapdick receiver who fucking wanted to flaunt at the two-yard line. Just think, that's another touchdown. So, you know, hey. Now, he's a freak and all that shit, but. Come on, man. That's some Juco shit. Unprofessional shit. You're in the professionals, man. The kids are watching you flaunt on the two-yard line. You didn't think that you you thought you beat the DB by 30 yards? You only beat him by five. The motherfucker hustled and made a play. At least I saw some hustle by the Cowboys on that note. The Cowboys are still who we thought they were, but still. But I think those are my three top three quarterbacks right now in the NFL. That's just what I'm saying. The worst quarterbacks in the NFL, to me, are still Baker Mayfield, one. Wentz is two. By the way, those are the two most overrated quarterbacks as well. And overpaid, Wentz is. And then I'm going to I'm gonna wind it out. The la- so here's my first, my worst quarterbacks, okay? Mayfield, one. Wentz is two. Trubisky's three. And Matt Ryan, I think, is over the hill. I think he's four. So those are my f- worst quarterbacks right now, at least prominent ones. You know, there's worse quarterbacks playing than Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is obviously pretty good. But, see, I don't c- include Haskins in there, man, because, you know what, Haskins got thrown to the fire last year as a rookie. This year he's coming in with a new coach, new system. They're shitty on offense. They have no tools besides the one receiver. Um so I'm not including him. I never expected Haskins to be very good. Just let me show you. Let me be honest. Haskins is not very good. So I don't know. Dak Prescott to me is still, you know, he's 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 good, man. He makes enough plays to if he was on a team like the Chiefs. See, he doesn't have enough dudes at at he don't have enough ballers. At him. I, I guess I, I got to say it like he's. 
Dak has some some receivers out there. You know, Amari, who's to me is a little bit overrated. You got the fucking uh, who is the kid? Uh, the Cobb kid, not Cobb, but uh, the other kid that was uh that ball last night, the receiver. Then you had a you had a kid that played at JUCO in Kansas, Coffeeville JUCO, a uh, number eleven. He played in Coffeeville um a few years ago when. And uh, ended up going to Boise, I think. But he he balled. He was a receiver nobody knew of. Um, but the receivers and running backs to me don't make enough plays. Like, did you see Kamara last night? That's saving the quarterback. That's that makes Drew Brees look great. Kamara, what he did for Drew Brees was what you're supposed to do when you're an elite player in the NFL. You see the Cowboys doing any of that type of shit? They don't do it. See the Seahawks guys do that shit? Besides fucking, you know, Lockett and 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 the big receiver, I can't fuck, I don't know why I'm running the blank, but you can't there you don't have no running backs that does that shit. Kamara is a JUCO product, let's say, let's be honest again, another JUCO guy, who's probably the best in the NFL right now and makes the quarterback look good. Dallas don't have a guy to make Dak look good. So Dak has to earn every single thing. And to me, when you're when you're that special guy, you can do that. I don't think Dak's that special. Have you seen what Aaron Rodgers is doing with a fucking nobody crew? That's being special. So I'm just telling you. Um, Trubisky got yanked. And they brought in Foles, who led them back. And uh, we'll get into that later, but... Lakers heat in the finals should be interesting. Um, we'll get into that too. Uh, you know, Lakers won in the gentleman sweep in five, like they've done all all year in the bubble. And uh, the Heat, you know, I, I called Boston winning in seven. They they struggled last night. They were up seven, man, in the fourth. I thought they were going to take it to game seven, like I called. So I'm disappointed in my prediction, but. Uh, Boston was the more talented team, man. It's just unbelievable to me that they fucking they like they like too nice or something, Boston. Like they want to share the ball so much. Like Miami comes down, whoever has the ball and he's open shoots. And they don't give a fuck. Boston like has to get the ball to Tatum. Like Jalen Brown has to lead the break. And it's either a layup, fast break, or he pulls it out. And then they look around for 10 seconds. Like, Boston's thinking too much. And I don't know if that's Brad Stevens or 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 Boston. They're very young still. Both teams are young. I think Boston had the more depth, the more talent. And I think they fucked it up, man. Sometimes. Sometimes, man, uh, having more equals less. Just being honest. Um, college football. We're going to get into it today. I said I wouldn't talk about college football, but I, I have to because we're talking about this SEC and LSU getting torched by a West Coast Pac-12 guy, Leach. Um, and we're going to get into that because I, I had it out on Twitter, obviously, making a couple statements of mine. Um, Oklahoma chokes. Look, Oklahoma's who we thought they were to. I'm tired of people saying they are good. Oklahoma is as average as a power five school who has the highest expectations can be. Stop letting Oklahoma in the fucking playoffs. They get waxed every fucking year because there's no other team to put in there. Just put the other fucking SEC school in there. Just keep it real. Because Oklahoma does not deserve it. They're fucking shitty. The Big 12 or the Big 10 or the Big 12, whatever, they can't, they don't play defense. Okay. Stop putting them in the BCS playoff. Did anyone watch Texas, Texas Tech? We already know it's JV football. The best players aren't even playing. The rest of the players that are playing are trying to fucking make up for lost ground. And you're having the, the biggest shit show in America out there on a daily, on a Saturday, weekly basis. I'm just telling you, don't put anybody from that conference in the fucking BCS. The Pac-12, nobody in that conference deserves to be in the BCS. Let's just be honest. It's Clemson. 
and three SEC schools right now. That's just right now. Let's keep it real. And it is what it is. Now, when Pete Carroll was in the Pac-12, obviously USC deserved to be in it every year. They ran the shit. Remember, there wasn't all this SEC talk. Sorry for all my boys out there from that are in the Midwest and the South. There wasn't all this SEC talk. And we're going to get into all that later because uh, Pete Carroll used to go down to like a loaded Arkansas team that had McFadden and Mustaine and all those dudes and beat them 55 to nothing. Do you guys remember that? You remember when they went to Auburn and beat Auburn 59 to 6 or some shit? Do you remember all those games? Nobody talks about that shit. And Alabama wasn't who they were. And Florida won a few natties when Pete went to the league. And USC used to go. Remember, I was around this era. I was on those uh, at those practices every day. I had kids playing. I had coaches coaching, buddies of mine. I used to be there around there any as much as anyone. That SC era, by the way, just so you know, this is a quote, okay, from a SEC coaching friend of mine. I won't say who it is, but it's a quote. Hey, coach, why is Nick Saban dominating college football? Why is Alabama dominating football in college? This is a quote now. Quote, coach, JB, quote. This is him telling me, JB, this is why. And I quote, because Pete Carroll is in the NFL, period. Don't tell me that ain't true. Because tell me, okay, yeah, LSU won one. Okay, then they went on a hiatus. Auburn won one. They or Auburn went to one and lost to Florida State, but they went to one, right? Then Auburn won one. And then you got Florida, right? Remember, these are on, these aren't on Pete Carroll's watch. So man, I think one was, but you gotta understand, man. At that time, SC didn't play fucking Austin P in the Citadel either. Remember, these SEC schools, now, they got to play these money games, and they get to play these shit schools. Pac-12 never used to do that shit. And SC would go to the SEC's house and smack them. I'm just going to be honest. So go look it up. There's history. There's Google. Go check it out. (sighs) Cats be killing me. So when they say Mike Leach couldn't come into the SEC and throw the football all over the place, it can't happen in the SEC. Just so you know, he did it before. The number one draft pick was Tim Couch. Even though he ended up being shitty, he played at Kentucky. They did it at Kentucky. He used to average almost 600 yards a game in the SEC back in the 90s with Hal Mummy. So don't say it can't happen. Sorry. It can't happen. And the motherfucker just broke the SEC record game one against the defending national champions. Don't fucking say you can't go out there and throw the ball 60 times with equivalent athletes. Because if Mike Leach had those dudes at Washington State, he would have did the same shit and been on the national scale. This is the issue. Players win games, coaches lose them. The Pac-12 is down because of recruiting. The SEC is up because of recruiting. Don't say a system can't work in a, in a, in a conference. Trust me, it can work. And, and the presidents took note. They're going to start hiring more West Coast coaches because if they could get the talent to stay in the SEC, just so you know, Alabama's future starting quarterback is a Southern California kid. South Carolina's starting quarterback is a, South, is a South, Southern California kid. West Virginia's starting quarterback is a Southern California kid. Oklahoma State's starting quarterback is a Southern California kid. Can you under, Do you guys understand that? Do you guys understand that half these fucking draft picks that are coming out of these conferences are still from California? Not saying California's running shit right now. What I'm saying is the West Coast quarterback is not only the most NFL-ready quarterback coming in because of we're throwing the football year-round on a national scale in seven-on-seven, all these different avenues California has, plus the weather helps, right? Compared to a state, let's say, like Kansas, not only do the rules not allow them to play football year-round, the weather's shitty, right? So you can't go out there and throw seven-on-seven on Christmas Day like you can in Cali or maybe in Florida, Oh, or some of these places. So look at where the talent comes from and see what, how much the weather has to do with it, how much the rules and, the, and, the, and all these different seven-on-seven seven leagues that are they're having now. 
Now, I didn't say the quarterbacks are as tough as they used to be and all that because of seven on seven, I think, makes you soft. But that's a whole nother discussion. But it does make the quarterback better throwing the football around the park. Mississippi State's quarterback is from Southern California who just broke the SEC record, who played at fucking Stanford. Mike Leach knew who he was recruiting him from Santa Margarita High School right out here in the backyard. And he goes in there and throws for 630. So, all right, keep talking that shit. Mike Leach has, how many of the best wideouts in the country do you think is going to go to Mississippi State in the next three, four years? <laughs> Just think about that, okay? They will have every dominant wide receiver in the country at fucking Mississippi State in the next three or four years. And they'll throw the ball all over the fucking park. So just think about that shit. So we'll see. Um, But stop saying Oklahoma's the fucking powerhouse, dude. Their average is bad at best, okay? Don't let them in the fucking playoffs, please. I beat Brandon Lang, the world's best handicapper. I'm 2-0 versus him. I happened to be Seattle two weeks in a row. Covering the spread. You know, Seattle's hard to beat at home regardless, fans or not. They still got that 12th man effect. That stadium is daunting. Just trust me. Um, 2-0, but I can't beat anybody else. I can't beat any fucking buddy else. So, I don't know. See what happens. Um, Will someone finally listen and agree? We have more injuries than ever. Less talent and a more even playing field than ever before. And it's unbelievable. People keep defending why LSU lost. Why Georgia looked shitty. Why this? Why that? Y'all wanted to play so bad, though. Remember, fans... Why are you now defending your mediocrity? Don't defend it to me on Twitter. Don't tell me that fucking, oh, they didn't have any film on Mike Leeds. That's what a motherfucker told me on Twitter. Just so you know, you could go on Google and watch Mike Leach's film for the last 20 fucking years. He holds a card this big and he runs his offense. And just so you know, he's never changed and he continues to do it. And everyone in the country knows what he does. So don't give me that fucking excuse. You don't have any film on him. It was game one. This isn't a high school coach coming from fucking Louisiana to California. And you don't know what fucking offense he runs. This is Mike Leach, globally recognized. You could go online, find out what he does. Every coach in America that is at a D1 level knows what Mike Leach does. That just shows me the fucking slapdicks you are out there who defend the dumb fucking points you try to make because everyone out there thinks they know everything about everyone else's profession except their fucking own. Stay in your lane. Shut the fuck up. Let us who knows the business handle it and talk about it. You just fucking be humble and listen, motherfuckers. Because you motherfuckers act like you know everything. You don't know shit. You guys wanted to play. And now you're bitching that LSU don't have no wide out and their corners, uh, their corner got hurt and all this type of shit. Motherfuckers, Jamar Chase opted out. You knew that. You knew he opted out. So, like, come on, man. What do you mean you didn't know? He, you opted out. So, come on, man. Understand. You guys are fucking unbelievable to me that you don't understand and don't believe that these guys are not playing every week at an average level. They're average Joes, man. It's an even playing field. Why do you think Arkansas State beat K-State? Why do you think K-State beat fucking Oklahoma? Why do you think Louisiana is undefeated? I mean, we could keep going. It's average at best right now. Okay? Let's see how Ohio State is. We'll see if they're the, if they're good. You know, they lost their best tackle. Oregon lost their best old tackle. One peop, one person here and there that are that are big, huge, impactful players actually hurt your team. Just so everyone's out there is clear, fucking 
fan know-it-alls. But, oh well. But we'll see. Um, but don't, don't cry spill milk now. You wanted to play. Now, don't talk about, well, LSU just had to learn how Mike Leach called offense. Yeah, whatever. That sounds like a f- Losers make excuses. Winners find a way. Just remember that shit. I'm just telling you. So, excuses are like assholes. We all have them. You know, my kid Jermaine Johnson plays at Georgia. They played Arkansas, Raheem Boyd. I talked to both of them. They sent me a picture. Nice little picture they took after the game. You know, people say Raheem struggles against good defenses. Number one, you have to have an offensive line getting pushed. for, or, or, or any running back that I've ever met in my life, NFL or otherwise, Hall of Famer or otherwise, pretty much needs an offensive line. Do you think Emmett fucking Smith was the fucking going to do what he did without that offensive line at Dallas? Remember, Eric Dickerson led the league in rushing every year for the Rams. He got traded to the Colts and was fucking garbage. So did Eric Dickerson become garbage overnight? The best running back, in my opinion, ever? Become shitty overnight? He struggles against defense. No shit. Just so you know, he's a third line leading rusher in the SEC three years in a row, and they haven't won one fucking SEC game. I think he's doing a pretty good job. He'll be drafted. Trust me. Jesus Christ, you guys know it all. Kills me. Um, the electronic whistles went away. That's ironic. You know, they took the mask down, blew the real whistle. Um... Shout out Albert Lopez, my man on YouTube. I don't know. I, I just, uh, it blows my mind. The electronic whistle was a joke. Let's just be honest. The mask thing for the head coaches are a joke. Just so we know, I posted a thing. If you watch, my buddy's Lane Kiffin, obviously, he's a good friend. His whole staff, none of them had masks on um, in that game. Um, against Florida. And nobody at Florida had a mask on if you watched the game. So go check that shit out. So the SEC, they could do what they want. I'm just telling you. I ain't mad at it. I didn't say I was mad at it either. All I'm saying is don't fucking contradict everyone yourself and say, well, they're masking on. And in the fucking Florida Ole Miss game, not one coach had a mask on. They fucking shook hands. They didn't have a mask on. Did you see Mike Leach after the game with a fucking... He went over to Ogeron, and Ogeron was, like, turning his face. Them motherfuckers didn't have mask on. Ogeron had it on. Leach didn't. It. And then Leach does an interview without one on. Like, come on, man. Either fight it or fear it. Period. I've been saying that shit. Um, this show's called Bad Words. All right? Titled it Bad Words. And this, I'm going to get into this... Uh, into this meat and potatoes of the show. It's called Bad Words, all right? Remember back in the day, I'm probably sure Walter and, and, and Shane, I know Albert knows on YouTube, we didn't used to call another grown man a bitch unless, number one, it was justified, and number two is you were ready to fight if you did it, right? We agree? Because I didn't used to, I, I still have an issue saying it because I'm old school, and I call this show bad words because bad words nowadays, I don't think exist. I don't think disrespectful words exist. I don't think any of that shit exists anymore. You know why? Because I've noticed how soft we've become because we're Twitter fingers and we're so cowardly keyboard cowards. Have you noticed on social media? And just tell me if I'm r- real or right or not, YouTube. How many of you call somebody out their name or have you seen on social media? How many motherfuckers get called out their name? I'm talking about bitch, fuck boy, shit bird, everything I say. But you hear a lot of bitches, you call, a lot of dudes, grown men calling other grown men, everything else. And the dude that got called the word turns around, puts a laughing face, fucking emoji or whatever you call them. And it's all good with it. That's the cold part about it. And I see that shit every day. And I'm just sitting there taking note of it. Like, damn, this shit is crazy. 
So I called a dude a bitch last night because he was. And I'm like, you know what? I feel bad calling this grown man a bitch. But nowadays, that's the accepted fucking verbiage. And it's accepted. And these motherfuckers are turned on by me calling them a bitch. Like, and it's not just me. It's anyone that calls another motherfucker out. Because it's so soft. Because there's no money getting hit in the mouth anymore. For saying it. Because you're doing it behind a keyboard. And everyone's accepted this soft ass culture we've created. And man... It's crazy to me. I'm just telling you, man. I can't believe this shit. Uh, it's unbelievable to me, this soft culture we're in. And wow, man, it's really it's really bad words. At it, and it's not so bad anymore, which is why maybe, just maybe, if you think about this, teachers can't get through to these kids anymore. Maybe high school coaches, Pop Warner coaches, can't get through to these kids no more. Because... They can't get through to anyone, and, and and why kids sat said what they they say what they want because there's no getting punched in the face anymore. There's no repercussions. It's truly too easy to do and say what you want and not have any repercussion, and it's too soft. It's it's created the softest shit because back in the day, whether you were liked, loved, hated, you could say what you wanted, and the people weren't asking for your job. They weren't asking for you to fucking retire, resign, get fired. Joe Rogan, who I, I don't believe in his fucking um, beliefs and all this shit. I don't even listen to his show. I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything. I was supposed to be on his show uh, like a year and a half ago, and something happened. We didn't end up going on. But obviously he cusses and shit on his show, right? And I don't agree with his outlook on life. But listen, he signed a $100 million contract to go to fucking Spotify, leave YouTube and Google and all this shit. By the way, Spotify's stocks went up like fucking through the roof the next day after he signed. I fucked that up. I should have jumped on. But Spotify, Spotify employees say that they're striking if Joe Rogan's show isn't censored, that again is this soft culture. And it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable to me because there was a time, whether you were hated or loved, you guys remember Jim Rome? He was the biggest shit talker ever. I mean, Chris, Jim, Chris Everett, I used to call him. Jim Everett was a Ram who I was, used to be a fan of, but I, I see why they call him Chris Everett. But Jim Rome called him Chris Everett, who made him famous to this day. And Jim Everett slammed the motherfucker on national TV. Jim Rome. But controversy sold, and it was accepted. People wanted it. Nobody was asking for Jim Rome's job or head. They weren't asking for his head. Howard Stern, Shane. Yeah, Howard Stern. Like, are you joking me? He used to have a female come on and suck down a fucking chilbasa. And that was like jaw dropping at the time. And he's now the richest fucking radio voice of all time. So you say what you want to say. But bad words are not what they used to be. I'm just going to be honest. And last I heard, there was this thing called freedom of speech. And it was a thing. And now you can't say shit. Soft fucks cry. Bad words is a real thing. And it's amazing what happened to you uh, shit talkers. I mean, I talk shit, either do it as a friend or do it as enemies. But it was at least known and respected. I mean, damn. Nowadays, <laughs> Joe Rogan's employees, who probably got a raise when he got the job at Spotify, now want him censored or fired. We've allowed this shit too long. We created this monster 20 years ago and now it's biting us in the ass you can't even walk and do you can't fart in the wind and somebody's not smell it and you get fired it is what it is man 
Bad words is not bad words no more. It's soft culture. It's soft. You can call so you can call a kid a fuck boy and a bitch on Twitter. But if you say something else that affects someone else and offends one person, now all of a sudden you're gonna have fucking NAACP, PETA, fucking education, fucking all these people wanting your job. That shit is crazy. But a half you politicians can rape and fucking uh, be pedophiles, rape little boys and kids. But you're worried about a motherfucker cussing. Man, the world's gone crazy. I'm just going to be honest. We got it all fucked up. Like we used to say in the day, you got me fucked up. You got it twisted, homie. That's just being real. This whole life, this whole world we're living in, man. These, You could talk about the generations and all this baby boomer shit and whatever these fucking names we give all these motherfucking people. The truth of the matter is the young culture, that's just whatever generation started this soft ass shit, you need to go somewhere, man. You guys are fucking it up for... All the hard-nosed, blue-collar motherfuckers that built this fucking... Well, which is now a fucked-up country. Because, in my opinion, how we've allowed it to get. But at one point... And now, look, all my brothers out there could be looking at me like, fuck, this country ain't never been good. And I'm totally with you. I agree. It's been fucked up. And now you see all these other motherfuckers... We already knew the country was pretty fucking racist, right? But now with the current leadership... It's amazing to me how many motherfuckers are comfortable with coming out and saying they're racist. Like, how many motherfucking racists do you see now? Again, it goes back to my title, Bad Words. Motherfuckers ain't worried no more. They're not scared no more to say certain shit. It's crazy. You can say it all day on social media, but you can't do certain things without asking your fucking for your job. Like, that's just crazy, man. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, Louisville's bad, man. There's all kind of there's all kind of places. You know, I, I I was talking to a friend yesterday. We do a parlay pool at my house on Sundays, but you know, one of my friends, a white dude who grew up with brothers like I did, who went out to Oklahoma in the nineties, early nineties, and played college football. Comes from a Southern California where he grew up with all black people, black homies, black friends, goes out to Oklahoma in 1990 and was like I found out what America really was at that point you know I went to Kansas in the late 90s and I found out what it really was then too like the white girls want to fuck the brothers but then when they go home to their hometown of eight fucking people and tell daddy that they fucked the brother what does the daddy do he tells her claim rape you didn't fuck no black dude. I seen it and witnessed that shit 20 fucking times. So don't tell me that that shit don't exist. That shit is as real as this fucking air we breathe and the water we drink. And you motherfuckers act like, no, it's not. It's, it's overhyped. Yeah, okay. Go to the Midwest and tell me it's overhyped, motherfuckers. You would not see a motherfucker in my area driving down the street with a Trump flag 20 years ago. You're seeing that shit now. Motherfuckers are getting comfortable. Motherfuckers ain't getting socked in the mouth no more. They're worried about every single fucking thing because it's on camera now. It's on CNN. You're going to see it on fucking TMZ. All this shit is happening now because of the fucking leadership we have in this country. So don't tell me it don't exist. That shit is real as he gets. Anyway, that's my politician rant. The Rams got fucked. If you watch the the call they had, they had a, they, they did a hell of a job coming back. I'm, I think the Rams are better this year. Uh, Buffalo's a good team. Um, I thought the Rams should have came back and won that. I, I lost that game because the Rams are fucking minus one and a half. But they got fucked on the call. Um, like I said, the Saints have major issues, and it ain't just on the field. So we're clear. I told you, 
they're going to start having issues and Drew Brees is going to start having an issue. I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Brees fucking retires in the middle of the year because this shit is going to get so big because they're going to go back to his ass saying fucking. Remember what you said, motherfucker? And now you can't complete a ball over four yards? Like if fucking. If Kamara don't take that swing route to the house and run over three dudes, spin move off, and stiff arm a dude. They're shitty. And the last touchdown was a fucking who cares because the game was over, right? But they're shitty. That game's probably a 21-point game. And uh, I don't know. I'm just telling you. So think about it. Saints have problems. They're going to implode. I, I'm telling you. Why do they bring in the Tyson Hill kid and run triple option where they don't do that a lot? I mean, that that's a everyday offense. Don't come in there and, and fuck up the mesh point with the cue and the running back. First of all, he should have gave the football. Then he wants to pull it just because he's in, which I love Sean Payton. I think he's a great coach, obviously. Much better than I am, right? But you have to know as a coach... It's more than X's and O's. It's understanding your dudes, which I think I've done as good as anybody ever to coach, right? That's just my honest opinion. I don't give a fuck what you think. I know Taysom Hill is going to pull the football because he plays three snaps a game and he wants to shine on his ass because he makes fucking a million dollars a game. I knew he was pulling that football, and the defensive end was in his fucking face. He should have gave the football right up the field to have a first down. Instead, he wants to pull the ball and play hero ball, and it's a fumble, and that's what fucked their whole game off. And then Drew Brees on the sideline not even looking at the motherfucker. <laughs> it's a joke. It looks like a bad high school team that's alternating quarterbacks and shit because you're trying to get this guy ready. I've never even seen Tyson Hill throw a football. I haven't seen him. I don't know. I mean, they say he can, but you pay a dude that much money is crazy to me. It's going to bite the Saints. Uh, I'm going to be honest. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, me and Brandon Lang talked about that, Daniel Edwards, uh, on YouTube. We talked about Breeze infecting the locker room. You know, Brandon Lang thought you should have got rid of Jenkins I didn't agree I think you get rid of Breeze they should have got rid of Breeze kept Bridgewater and you would have had a much better situation right now I think Bridgewater was at home there players loved him they believed in him and I think Breeze should have retired or you know went to the fucking Colts or something I don't know went to one of these teams that needed a quarterback um you could have saved that town and you could have saved that locker I think it's too far gone now. I think it's uh I think it's fucked. So I'm just gonna tell you. Raiders, they showed who they are. Uh you know, if the Raiders went in there and either lost late on a field goal or or won the game, I would say the Raiders are, are for real and they figured out. But they've regressed again, digressed, however you want to say it. They took a step back playing a team without with 11 holdouts due to COVID without their best players on defense and really get dominated um, in New England. And that's all coaching. You know, Bilicek, obviously, he, he's not going to lose two in a row. It's very rare. Um, I'm just telling you, the Raiders are who we thought they were again. Um now, they might be better than they've been in the last few years, which is still, he's taking steps. But pump your brakes on. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Fuck. They're not even going to win their fucking own conference. So let's just pump our brakes. What about these Atlanta Falcons? I, I don't understand. I don't even know where to begin. I love Dan Quinn. I think he's a good dude. You know, you cannot give up these leads. Because ignorance is life-threatening. Doing the same shit over and over and expecting a different result is fucking insanity. Literally the definition. But Atlanta continues to do it week after week after week. Dallas Cowboys should be 0-3, guys. Just so everybody out there is clear about that. The second thing is... <sighs> 
Do you pay a 0-3 quarterback all this money, Jerry Jones? Because that's what Dak Prescott should be, 0-3. But I don't go by ifs and and fifths. If it it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. My auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. I don't want to go into all that if shit. I hate that if shit. So I I apologize for saying it. But I'm going to be honest. Dallas should be 0-3. But the fucking Atlanta Falcons save them because they give up 30-point leads on a daily, weekly basis. So, started in the Super Bowl, and it's now uh, now it's known that that wasn't Shanahan's issue on offense when he was the coordinator in Atlanta because he took the fucking Niners to the Super Bowl. So, Shanahan seemed to be the great fit to get out of Atlanta when he did. But... I'm just telling you, there's some bad shit going on in Atlanta. I don't understand it, and I don't get it. I don't think Arthur Blank keeps... If it wasn't COVID, I think Quinn would be gone already, probably after Dallas. I don't know if him and Adam Gase and the Jets survive another week. I just don't. I don't think they can. So we'll see. Um but you can't keep up giving up 20-point leads, man. To a Chicago team who Trubisky's horrible, and then what happens? You bring in Foles, who's just a nutty-gutty winner, right? Another Pac-12 quarterback, by the way. You bring in this guy who's just a nutty-gutty winner, and he brings him back to beat Atlanta with, like, no warm-up throws on the sideline. Come on, Atlanta. You got to be shitting me. So, I don't know. Uh, Jacob on YouTube, Nick Foles is going to get the starting job. I would assume he does. I would think he does. But this is an issue. When you're in the NFL or you're a coach in college or high school and you're 3-0, and and it doesn't matter how you got there, but if your starting quarterback was 2-0 and and then you pulled him and brought this guy in to win the game, do you go with the guy you brought in or do you go back to this guy that got you 2-0? and Coaching Coaches usually revert to the least controversial way. So I wouldn't be surprised if Trubisky starts again, but he's probably going to be on a one quarter leash and Foles knows he's ready to take back that job. So that's my opinion. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Maybe Foles starts. I don't know. Um, but you know, the Chicago's three and O I think they're the worst three and O fucking football team I've ever seen, but they're three and O. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Chiefs-Ravens tonight. It's a tough one, man. It's a tough game without a crowd, you know, uh, not without a real crowd, that real home field advantage that, that, that the Ravens would have. It's a tough game, man. You know, I, two great quarterbacks that have it factors. You know, I, I, think, I still think Lamar Jackson struggles in the pocket. I don't give a fuck what people say. Oh, he can't throw. He's not a natural thrower. Just look at him. I'm a quarterback guy, okay? I have three in the league. He's not a natural deliverer of the football, okay? Just let's be honest. I mean, he drops his platform. His fucking elbow almost hits him in his hip when he throws. That's just not conducive to success in the NFL for a 10 to 12-year career. Just going to be honest. Lamar Jackson cannot run around and run option and do all these things after he signs this next contract. And he can't run around in the NFL for 10 years either, Okay. Steve Young tried to do it, and then he didn't win the Super Bowl until he finally started throwing from the pocket. Lamar Jackson has improved on some things this year. Just watching him a little mechanically, I've watched him a little bit. He has improved a bit this year. I still don't think he, it's a natural. Th- like, people look, I'm like, dude, look at him, and then you fucking go put him next to Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Russell Wilson. Look at those guys throw the football and look at Lamar Jackson. Please just be real. I get you're a fan and love Lamar Jackson for who he is, what he stands for. He's a freakish athlete. I get all that. I love Lamar Jackson. But I'm not going to fucking lie to you and say he's the great quarterback. He's not a great quarterback yet. He's a great athlete at quarterback right now who's so athletic that he can't that the defenses still can't get adapt to him and there's going to be some time where he's going to have to get better mechanically if he wants to stay in the league that long and be that successful. He has that it factor that he's so elite 
that he's going to keep his team, who has a great defense, by the way, behind him in ball games. So I'm just telling you. Shane, see, I disagree. Shane Bailey on, on YouTube, shout out. He said, uh, bet the over tonight with the Chiefs Ravens. I'm going the other way. I think both defenses are vastly improved. One, I think both quarterbacks are going to come in and be, they're going to underachieve a little because of the hype tonight, in my opinion. They'll have that Super Bowl jitter type of game. And I think both defenses are much better. I think the game's going to be like a 27-25 game. I'm calling it 50 points or 52 points. The over is 54. I'm going to take the under. I might be full of shit, and I might be the dumbest call ever. I'm taking the under, and I'm betting big on it. That's just my opinion. I think this game is going to be a slow-playing game. Either field goals, some turnovers early because of the jitters. I think the two Qs are going to fill out the defenses. I'm telling you, the Chiefs and the Ravens defenses are better than they were last year. Mahomes isn't performing what he was. I think the Chiefs secondary is better. And I think the Chiefs D-line is pretty fucking good. If you watch what they did to Derrick Henry in the playoffs, watch the game be a 25-21, 27-25 Type of game. That's my opinion. I might be wrong. Shane, don't change it on my account. I'm just saying, that's my personal opinion. That's where I feel. Everyone else is going over. Everyone else is going 65, 70 points. I don't think this is going to be a Chiefs-Rams game from two years ago when they had that shootout. I, I, there's no way I don't see that game. Um, so, I do agree the tight ends will get... Because tight end is the quarterback's greatest fucking ally when they struggle. And I'm not saying they, they, these two Qs are struggling or going to struggle. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to come out throwing the ball all over the fucking park like an Aaron Rodgers or somebody's going to come out on time with Russell Wilson and just throwing the ball on time. These two quarterbacks are improvisers, and I just think they're going to struggle a little bit because I think these defenses are ahead of these offenses right now. So, um, So we'll see. Yeah, 55 is the over-under. Uh, I thought it was 54 in Vegas, but it's 55, whatever. I, I still, I, I, I'm calling it under. I just think it's a 25-25 game late, uh, 28-25, which puts it at, what, 53? Um, you know, I'm just telling you. I'm just trying to give you some uh, football coaching insight. That's just how I feel as a coach. I mean, I per, I've been pretty good this year, just so you know, on these calls. Not that I'm fucking Brandon Lang or nothing, uh, even though I'm two and over or something. But you know, I I'm just fucking. But you know, that's just I, I just what's what I feel right now. It's game three, man. I mean, you know, if it was game eight, I'd say it could be fifty fifty game. But it's game three, no fans, no home field advantage. It's just a different ball game. It's not like it's going to be in the snow. Uh, it, it'll be a little cooler in Baltimore than it will be in, in fucking L.A. right now. It's 98. But I'm just saying, uh, I don't know. That's just my thought. I'm betting on the under. I'm just going to tell you guys like that. So we'll see how it is tomorrow um, and if I'm right or wrong. Um, so we'll see, man. I'm just, uh, that's how I'm feeling. So I'm going to bet some cheese on it. But we'll see. Um, but, hey, we'll see how it goes, man. I got Lakers in five. Uh, I just think Miami's that little, that young team that wants to play the older, grown folks at the park. And, uh, shit. I, I don't think, uh, the Heat are going to be grown strength men enough, if I can say that. They're not going to be, Everyone's talking about Amajeo or whatever his name is against uh, Abaja, whatever the fuck his name is, the two Kentucky centers, him and AD. I think AD dominates him thoroughly. It's not even going to be fucking close because there's only one guy that the fucking Heat have. Were they going to bring Olin, Ol, Olenek in? The Lakers can throw three at you. I just think Bam's going to have problems with AD. I think Bam is a true low post guy. He's not a shooter. AD can take him outside. 
and then they can use their length by throwing it in to a butler who's six seven or whatever, having to guard a Howard or a fucking <clears throat> or another big man the Lakers have on a roll or a switch situation. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I just think the Lakers are too long. I think the the, the Lakers fucking front court is just uh too big and I and I think you know, Hero is a baller. You know, the Robinson kid can shoot when he's open. The Lakers are too long. They rotate too well. They're they're going to really make these guys struggle. So in my DraftKings situations, I'm not betting for a lot of Heat players to have great games. I don't think Butler's a superstar. I think Butler's a good, gritty performer that does enough to allow all his, his young guys to have success. Butler's not a superstar. He can't take the game over. I think LeBron AD takes the game over like a Kobe would used to. I don't think Butler can do that. Butler ain't taking that game over. So who does the Heat have? Who do the Heat have that can just take the game over? They don't have a Jamal Murray. They don't even have a Joker. Bam has to play on the post. Bam can't shoot. So. I don't know. I'm just going to be honest. Um, Tyler Hero is the Heat's closest thing to a star. Like, if he gets hot, he's the closest thing. But he's 20 years old. So, you know, LeBron and them, Danny Green and them have draws older than him. They're going to body him up, and they're going to get in his head, and they're going to physical make it a physical series, and the Heat are going to struggle. See, Boston was too soft with them. And that's why Boston, um, I thought Boston fucked up where they fucked up at. They were too soft. And the Heat just, uh, the East just doesn't play like the West. They don't play against the bodies the West has. Obviously, the West is much deeper. And the Lakers, to go through the West like they did, it would be a shocker to me that they don't get out of the Heat series as 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 the NBA champs. That's just my thought. But I'm a Laker fan, obviously, but I still think, uh, you know, and LeBron has a chip on his shoulder. They're playing the Heat. Come on now, Pat Riley. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, There's going to be some little shit talking in this one. So it makes for good TV. Um, So we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see. Hey, but I'm doing another vlog this week, uh, Day of My Life. Check it out. Subscribe, all you guys out there that haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Become a member or subscribe to the show, uh, to my channel, and uh, I appreciate it. And like I said, I wish I could show you the the room here, but it's all getting set up for my coach's clinic show that I'm about to start doing and my uh, Last Chance You show. So I'm going to start doing those things on YouTube. That's what I promised to the members. I appreciate you guys hanging in there. Just take some time, man, through this whole youtube thing trust me i wish you guys knew if you do know maybe you do know but it's a bitch uh so i appreciate you guys hanging in there like i said i'll be getting started soon um you guys want to laugh go on my fucking 90 day fiance fucking pillow talk on social media i do every sunday um culty is a shit show um so anyway go check that out but hey my cigars will be up and running again you can order on the website we're gonna lower the price too to get them going uh slapdickcigars.com the cigars are in a lounge here in Southern California called High Times in Costa Mesa. So if you're in Southern California, you want to go get my cigar, you can obviously go inside the lounge. And if you spend a certain amount of money, you get 10% off as well. Um, but it's called High Times in Costa Mesa. It's High Times Wine Cellar. You can also order at HighTimesWineCellar.net uh, or go on their website, High Times Wine Cellar. And you can go on there and... Uh, Chalk and chalk and, and and get some shit on that deal too. So, uh, High Times Wine Cellar, Costa Mesa, California. So, hey, go check it out. Um, and uh, hey, go check it out, man. And and the little snippet, a little deal. I'm gonna. The Lakers will have my slap dick cigars in their mouths tomorrow. Uh, shout out to my boy Danny Green. Um, I sent them a, about 25 cigars. They're gonna check them out. Smoke on them. Hopefully, they'll smoke on them after they win the championship in the locker room as well. So, go check it out. Um, 
And uh, they're going to have a, a bottle of my slapdick whiskey and slapdick cigar in their mouth uh, by tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest in the bubble. So appreciate the Lakers and Danny Green for making that happen. Hey, uh, hey, it's been a great show. I appreciate you guys. Uh, and uh, Jacob, just so you know, on YouTube, I did talk about Metcalf losing the ball at the one-yard line. I said it was some Juco shit, prima donna shit. Some Dallas Cowboy Leon Lett shit. And uh, see what happens. Um, Lee, am I hiring shit? Am I hiring what? I would hire if I get some shit going. Uh, yeah, once this cigar and whiskey hit big, I'll, I'll be sure to holler at you. Definitely. Hey, Shane, Walt, all you guys, I appreciate you. Nico, uh, Lee, all you guys, Jacob in the house, stay safe. And like I said, I'll upload this to every uh, place that you can listen to a podcast here in the next 20 minutes. And like I said, uh, hey, man, Chiefs, Ravens, I take in the under. Just calling it what I, how I see it. We'll see. I might be a fool. It might, score, it might be fucking 50 to 50 tonight. But it, I, I'm saying it's 27-25. That's my 28-25. That's, uh, that's my score, and I'm sticking to it. Stay safe. Lakers in five. Real Coach JB, peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance to Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Best fight of God, man. I'm just telling you. Coach, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir. Coach, he fucking hired me. I don't know no better. Fucking sick of it. Take your ass home if you want to be here. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We